episode of the Always Ready podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Windley Speckman. And today I have Nicole with me. Nicole, hello and welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited. So Nicole is a fellow instructor with me at Weber State and she has been for a few years now, which is crazy because I remember the first time that I met you, Nicole. (laughs) Um, And I thought it would be a great idea to get her perspective on gym gym intimidation as a fellow instructor. That's not my point of view. So I asked her to come on and I know she's going to do a great job at explaining things. So first, Nicole, I'm just wondering if you would please introduce yourself and how you got into group fitness. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Nicole Miller. I um, am a mom of two and I have a super awesome husband. I got into um, teaching uh, when I had my second son. I was just ready to make a change for the better of my life. And at that point, I was just with some friends and we exercised just ourselves. And then from there, I decided that I loved Zumba and started teaching from there and then yeah got a few other certifications and went crazy awesome amazing so uh nicole what certifications do you currently hold and what classes are you teaching now so i do have um certification through afa as a general group fitness instructor and then i mainly teach zumba and bar but i do also have um, a trx and hit um, certifications as well. Awesome, cool. And how long have you been instructing now? I feel like it's it's, it's years now, I know. It's been a little over five years now. So not super long, but yeah, I'm feeling like I'm starting to get a little more seasoned. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you definitely, your classes feel like you're 100% a professional, so. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Well, let's get, into the meat of the episode today, I'm wondering, have you personally ever felt gym intimidation? And did that change once you became a group fitness instructor? Absolutely. I feel like I felt gym intimidation just even from the get-go when I started going to the gym as a teenager. I feel like um, you've, you personally feel like all eyes are on you even if they maybe aren't, but um, I feel like people are watching you just to, you know, you just feel uncomfortable because they're watching you um, or you're worried that you're going to be using equipment wrong or you're going to be breathing too heavy or things like that. And you don't necessarily look like, you know, a lot of the gym people that you would think are are supposed to be there. So I definitely have felt that. Um, but I do feel like there was a shift when I became an instructor because I don't have, you know, the perfect body and I do want to welcome all, all bodies. I feel like there's no perfect body really. It's, it's a matter of uh, you being comfortable in your own skin and just feeling healthy. And I feel like being in an, uh, a group atmosphere, it's a lot more welcoming at least for me, than it is to be out on equipment because I feel like me as an instructor, I have an opportunity to open up to people and say, hey, you are welcome here and I want you to feel comfortable and not feel like you can't be here. So, Yeah, that's amazing for sure. I remember 
and I've shared this on the podcast before, but when I first became an instructor, like I didn't have a following because we never do when we start. And Mm -hmm. I had huge imposter syndrome because I thought people are going to walk into the studio, see that I'm an instructor as a plus size woman, and they're just going to walk right back out and say, you know, this isn't for me. It's obviously not working for her. And then once, you know, I started getting a following and just realize how much that didn't matter to everyone if you make everyone feel included and like they belong that's all that they came there to do you know they came there to get a workout and to feel good about themselves and what they're doing and I totally agree with you that you know once you I became an instructor as well realized that well even before this that fitness is for everybody and like you said there is no ideal body shape like we exercise all the time and we, we don't have that. You know what I mean? There, it doesn't exist. Right. And I feel like it should, yeah, it shouldn't exist in the fitness industry. And it's definitely unfortunate that it does. I agree. And I actually do feel like having, you know, the non-typical gym body is actually making it more inviting for people to feel like they can be there. And it's not, it's not just for one size and one type of people it's for everyone. And that's, I mean, I obviously have my insecurities about my own body, but there's things that I'm working on to just be comfortable in my own skin and be happy with who I am. And I feel like that really resonates with people that come to the gym and are participating in my classes because they are realizing, Hey, if she can be that way and she's standing up in front of a huge group of people, I can be here just as a participant on the side and still have fun and be there for myself. So, yeah, exactly. And people don't realize that, you know, they're, they're, you're not being looked at. People are (laughs) being insecure about themselves. In my class, I always say, you know, don't worry about being perfect. You didn't come here to be perfect. You came here to get a workout. People aren't going to be looking at you. If anyone should feel self-conscious, it should be me because people are watching me. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, so question, if when you see somebody that you can tell is uncomfortable in your class and they walk in the studio or maybe while they're dancing or doing the workout, what, what do you do to make them feel more comfortable? Well, I think the first few minutes before class are actually very crucial. I think it's an opportunity to get to know your students and it's, just get to know their names, welcome them specifically and say, I'm really glad you're here. Just ask them a few questions about themselves. I think that, and then trying to remember their names. I'm not perfect at that, but I do try really hard to remember names, Um, but call them out by their name or just give them eye contact and say, you're doing really good or smile at them. I think um, just a few of those types of things make a huge difference. And I I mess up all the time in my classes and I let people know that too. I'm like, guess what? I, I am the instructor and I'm supposed to be the professional who's on top of it 100% and I'm not. So if I can't get all of the steps, right, don't feel bad if you can't get the steps right, because it's, it's a hard thing. And I think it's okay to make fun of yourself when those times do happen, because then it does kind of make people realize, okay, this is real and it's okay to make mistakes and it's not as, um, high strung as it might have 
you know, seemed in the beginning. I love that. That's a perspective I've actually never gotten before, like talking to fitness professionals, because you're right. I think what people need to identify with is like the imperfection in fitness, because we're all just struggling to, to make it along. You know what I mean? And seeing a professional do that and they're able to laugh at themselves, which I totally agree with. I mess up at least five times in my classes. I can't remember my choreography. It's hard to get keep all that up there, but right. I totally agree. People need to see the imperfection in the professionals that are doing the professional work. And that does make people feel so much more included. I also agree what you said about the first few minutes of class being crucial. I also try to remember people's names. It's, you know, it is hard, but once they become regulars, you definitely know them. Mm -hmm. But I think that professionals who, you know, are just there to teach the class and not really make a personal connection or create rapport with the students, that makes a world of difference. I agree. Yeah, completely. And um, I, I know a lot of of instructors who actually feel the same. Um, so I know we talked about this a little bit. I'm wondering, ha has becoming a fitness instructor changed your view with what fitness might look like on different people? Absolutely. I mean, I think when I first kind of started this journey after I had my son, it was a, I was in a comfortable place just doing it with friends. And we were, you know, bodies of all shapes and sizes, and it wasn't in your typical gym. Um, so I didn't have any intimidation there at that point. And then when I started getting my certifications, there was all shapes and sizes that were there getting their, you know, pe of people that were getting their certifications as well. And um, it made me feel comfortable and realizing that, hey, I don't have to be a size or, or whatever to, to do this. I just have to have the passion for it. And I have to um, do my best to be welcoming for people. And then once I finally got in a classroom, I will say, you know, in the very beginning, it's very intimidating. But once you get started, it, you realize that it's, it's for everyone. It's so much more than just the physical part of it. There's so much that has to do with your mental health. And I feel like that, that is more important to me than any of the physical part of it is just come to get some stresses out and, you know, make your day just a little bit better. If, if not for your physical, let it be for your mental health. So yes, that was a yeah. long way to answer your question. Yeah, that was perfect. I totally agree. Yeah. I think that people, you know, obviously the stereotype is that people in fitness are always going to look toned and thin but I think that you know being fat and being fit can coexist and fitness doesn't look the same on everybody all all bodies are good bodies and they can they can do what they, they need to and about the depression well you didn't say depression but 100 percent, I always I always say if I didn't do this I would be a depression zombie <laughs> if I didn't have my classes because joyful movement is such an important part of your mental health yeah and you're so right if, if you're not coming you know if you're having struggles with your body and you're just like you know I I don't know if 
I don't think this is going to help, but I'm just going to go for my mental health. That is a perfectly good reason to try an exercise class. Even if you have to go alone, going to alone, alone to a fitness class is so intimidating. And I'm always amazed at like the people, amount of people who do come alone. So I try to make it a point to like go up to them, ask them their name, ask them if they've ever tried this format before and try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. Because like even now me doing that, like going alone to somebody's class, even if I know you, like that's still scary to me. (laughs) Do you feel the same? I do. I think it's so much easier when you have a partner there who you can kind of laugh with or just, you know, they hold you accountable or whatever. It's just so nice to have somebody there that's in your corner. So it's for sure difficult to, to do things on your own. And yeah, I, I give props to anybody that shows up by themselves because it's not an easy thing to do unless, I mean, I guess it's a lot easier if you're out on equipment, but in a classroom setting, it's hard when you don't have a friend there that you can be like, this is so fun too, you know? Yeah. Like during the water break, everyone's talking and you're just kind of <laughs> standing there. See, that's right. a, that, that just gives me anxiety and I hate watching people do that. So I'll like go up to them and, <laughs> and have them talk to them. But yeah, I totally agree. Well, this question is like super interesting to me. I always ask because inevitably there's going to be people in your class that look frustrated because they they can't seem to keep up with the movement of class so I'm wondering what do you do to make sure that everyone can feel successful in class well I think the key to that is modifications for anybody I think yes it's great if you have those people that can just stick with it and they get all the moves the first time. But that is actually very uncommon to have that happen in most classes. And I think people need simplified versions. And it's an instructor's job to show those modifications in addition to, you know, a progression or whatever. But we need to make sure that people are getting the basic steps first before you push them to do something more, make them feel successful in that first basic step before you try to push something else on them. Um, So, and I think, you know, it's okay to change up your playlist if it's, if it's going to help somebody, if you need to, you know, switch it up to find some song or a routine that's a little more simplified, do it. So that person or people have an opportunity to try something that's a little bit easier for them. And then they feel successful and will want to come back and try to learn more. And, you know, the more you come, the the better you get, that's just how it is with anything, you know, practice makes perfect. So it's just a matter of, you know, make them feel successful their first time or their first few times, and they'll want to come back and continue to try because you did your best to make them feel like they did a good job. So. Yeah, that was a perfect, perfect answer. I totally agree. And um, I think a lot of the times with modifications, people feel like if they have to do the modifications, then they're failing in class. Like they're not, they're not able to keep up with the instructor or maybe other people in the class. And I try to, you know, mitigate that as those feelings as much as possible. Um, so I say, you know, here are some options that you can take. If you feel like this is good for your body, then 100% take this option. Um, because I don't know, modifications. Yeah, it's exactly what they are. They're modifications that sometimes people do 
make a synonym for, you know, uh, the easier option. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and just I, think, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, I think it's important not to, to make it a point to say, Hey, this is our regression to this move. It's yeah. just going to say, here is your, your options to this. And you as an instructor should be doing both of those options. Yes. So people can feel comfortable with doing either one. So they see me doing it and they're like, okay, if she's doing it, let me try that. And then I won't feel as bad doing that modification or regression because the instructor's doing it as well. But yes, I think using your words is super important to make sure that people aren't feeling like it's, you know, it's a step back. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, figuring out what's right for your body, whether you're a good fitness and fitness buff or not. Some things our bodies just aren't able to do, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with your capabilities as somebody, you know, in the gym, sometimes our bodies just don't want to do a specific move, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I always say in my class, like, if you, if you see me doing movement that your body just cannot do, that's totally fine. You know, our bodies are different and that's a beautiful thing. And I totally agree. Like you, our word choice is very important saying this is a regression, you know, <laughs> well, people know what that means and right. doing the, both of the movement, honestly, sometimes I need <laughs> to do the modifications because like, I'm just dying in class and I'm trying to just make it through to the next water break. So yeah, totally I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just doing like do both as the instructor and just know as a participant, it's okay. And if you keep coming back, maybe you'll be able to, to do the, the upper modification, but and if you're not able to, that's totally fine. You know, it's all about what's good for your body. Right. Exactly. Well, if I've had a lot of people say like, I, I really want to come to your class, but I just feel really like intimidated about going. So if someone wanted to come to your class and they told you that they're intimidated, I'm wondering, what would you tell them? I mean, I think I would first recommend like trying to find a friend to come with because I do feel like having that support really does make a difference. But I feel like if my goal, at least in my classes, is for somebody to have fun. If I make you smile at some point in the class, then I feel like I have I have had a successful class. I did my job as an instructor. It's not necessarily that I'm trying to get you to do all the moves and I want you to, to sweat like crazy and feel your muscles being sore. It really, I just want you to feel comfortable. And I do think that um, just telling those people, just try that first class, just try. And then I, from there, will do my best to support them while they're in class, make them feel included, whether that's, you know, with talking to them before class or after class, and, you know, giving them a few smiles or a thumbs up while we're in the middle of class to, to make them feel successful. Um, but I do feel like people need to try, you know, like three classes before they can say, hey, this is for me, or this is not for me. And I feel like the goal would be just to just get yourself that first, get yourself there that first time. And then from there, I will try to my best to make you feel like it's not such an int intimidating environment. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, perfect. I think that first time is definitely the hardest time um, because, you, you know, you're so unsure, just that anxiety of like the what ifs and is everybody going to be looking at me? Like, am I going to be able to do this? 
um, am I, do I look like I'm like sweating as hard as I feel like I am? You know what I mean? So definitely just, just come that one time. If you feel like you need to bring a friend, then, then do it. But if you don't like even more power to you, because I just think that is an extreme act of courage, going somewhere uncomfortable with just yourself and your thoughts. Um, and if you can go just that one time, it's going to get better. And I promise you probably will have some fun. Uh, if you have instructors like an instructor like Nicole, you will, you will definitely have fun. Thank well, you. yes, of course. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being, I think that you absolutely had some amazing nuggets of wisdom. And um, I just have to say, that I think you're an amazing instructor. And I know we, we share a lot of the same participants and they all speak so highly of you and you should just be really proud of like the work that you're doing to make everybody feel inclusive and just love their body because truly like you're, you're an amazing instructor and person. So I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. I'm sure people will glean amazing things from this conversation. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it is a, a mutual feeling. I feel like your classes are amazing and everybody loves you. And so I appreciate you thinking of me to be on this podcast with you and share just a little bit of what I have to offer. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, everyone, please remember, be whatever you are right now. No more hiding and no more fixing. You were and are always worthy.